issues affecting drivers. Now, back to Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking News. Welcome back. It's now 25 minutes after the hour, 225 East, 125 in the Central Time Zone. 1125 in the West. My name is Mark Willis. I'm up on Facebook at Sirius XM's Road Dog Trucking News. And we got a great conversation going on. We're talking about politics and how big of a target trucking is in the political arena out there. Jack Roberts has put together an article. He's broken it down for us, guys, about the uh, the impact of the regulatory process, how politics gets involved with a lot of the rules and regulations that you guys are facing out there. And, Jack, again, sir, thank you for coming on board. Let me ask you this. I know you mentioned this in your article, uh, but tell the folks out there, was, was there a lot of expectations that after George W. Bush was elected president that there wasn't any way that he would force the industry to embrace those hated EPA regulations cooked up by the Clinton administration? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. I sort of skipped over that when I was talking about my thought processes for uh, putting this article together. I've been covering trucking uh, for about 18 years now. I started out on the vocational side and moved over to on the road about five years ago. And at the time that the EPA emissions, which we all live under today, were, were being cooked up, the industry, they really did not know how they were going to meet the regulations. Mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. that advanced and futuristic. I had an engineer at Caterpillar tell me, look, I don't know how we're going to do this heading into 2010. Mm-hmm. He said, we have scheduled some inventions along the way. We do not know yet what those inventions are going to be. So it's really daunting technological feat that they accomplished, no matter mm-hmm. what you think of the outcome today. But when W was elected uh, in 2000, I had several industry insiders They told me, this is great. This is awesome. There's no way W is going to let them impose mm-hmm. these restrictions on us. We're going to skate, or at the very least, it's going to be something more manageable. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. Nope. And nope. at the time, I, I remember thinking, gosh, they, you know, the industry was really, had really put their hopes in at least some form of relief on this, and there was none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And there was a there was a great deal of disappointment in some circles about that. I feel, and that that really keyed into to my thinking with this column that we're talking about today, Mark. And, and the second part of that, uh, the Bush White House was probably one of the most business friendly administrations in recent memory. Correct? Oh, I think I think we would all agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. whether. You know, uh, yeah, definitely deregulation across the board, uh, uh, doing everything they could to make uh, businesses function more efficiently. You know, some people argue that was a good thing. Some people mm-hmm. argue it was a bad thing. And we're still having that debate today. But, yeah, no question, it was a very business-friendly uh, administration. Drivers, what do you think? Again, it is 8888 Road Dog. Jack Roberts with me, and we're going to go first. Uh, let's go to line one. First, if we can do that, Richie, pull that caller up for me since my call screener just collapsed. And, uh, sir, welcome to the program. I appreciate you coming on board and joining me here on the program. Hello, Jeff. Welcome. You're on with, with the guest. Yeah, good afternoon, gentlemen. How you doing? Hi there. Hey. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, bring up a point here about something. I mean, we need to, uh, as drivers, quit looking at the uh, political party alignment of certain people that are uh, either benefiting us or working against us. Look at Peter DeFazio from Oregon. He's a Democrat, but he's doing a lot of things in favor of the trucking industry. Then you have Ray LaHood, who's a Republican, who's working against us. We need to actually uh, look at each person that's uh, having an effect on this industry and ignore what party they represent and just uh, look at the characteristics of that person. And one mm. other thing I want to bring up is uh, avoid allowing yourself to be brainwashed by political talk radio and learn how to think on your own. Mm-hmm. 
Well, well said, absolutely. And, uh, Jeff, thank you, man, for the phone call. Jack, talk about that. I think that a lot of people, indeed, uh, will listen to the various talk radio programs on the political side, and they're not going to think outside of the box. I mean, they're just going to simply subscribe to what that person is talking about there, and they don't do their own independent research. Is that a pretty fair statement? Yeah, I think so. Jeff makes a great point, yeah. and I think the American public in general used to not be this divided. And let's be honest, there's a lot of money tied up in in partisan broadcasting on both sides of the aisle. Oh, yeah. There's tons of money to be made. And so I think we all as Americans need to remember when you're hearing something that seems to be particularly biased one way or the other, uh, there's a lot of money to be made by keeping Americans separated and, and divided. So Jeff makes excellent points. We need to look at individuals on a on a piece by piece basis and say is this guy trying to help us or hurt us and again that's part of the story trucking is so conservative and the mindset of both fleet owners and drivers is inherently conservative by nature mm-hmm. i think it's a fair question to ask is this industry blindly supporting one party over the other mm-hmm. to its own detriment uh, what do you think of representative richard hanna uh, Republican. He's the guy that introduced that House resolution that wants to roll back the hours of service rule changes back to the pre-July 1st date out there to give uh, some other government agencies a chance to look at all of this. He's kind of come uh, from the middle of nowhere, so to speak, to really become a prominent name uh, in trucking headlines out there. What's your thoughts on that? Is he creating creating some waves that could force some change in the industry? You know, to me, hours of service is one of those things that is really interesting to talk about in in this context. Uh, here, you would think that drivers far and away would love the hours of service and would be celebrating and lauding yeah. the Democrats for putting this legislation out to make sure they get rest and they, uh, you know, they're not being overworked or exploited or putting themselves in dangerous situations. And yet the drivers, again, very much with this attitude I talked about earlier in the broadcast, saying, you know, leave me alone. I'm a, I'm a big boy. I know what I can and can't do. I can take care of myself out there. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think sometimes polit- the Democrats, insofar as they think about truck drivers, probably scratch their head and go, we can't figure these guys out. They ought to love this, and yet they're just vilifying us uh, because of it. So, um, you know, hours of service is touchy. It, it very much ties into uh, the safety aspect of things with yeah. the motoring public I was speaking of. Whenever there's a bad truck accident, almost immediately the first thing being touted around is how much rest had the driver yep. had. Yep. And so this is foremost in the motoring public's mind. And uh, it, it's it's a conundrum. I don't know how we're gonna how we're gonna ne- negotiate a suitable arrangement on hours of service. It's gonna make the motoring public and drivers happy. It's a tough one. Let's go to Wayne in Wyoming. Hello, Wayne. You're on with Jack Roberts. Welcome, sir. Your thoughts? My opinion is uh, four wheelers just have too much of misconception, like uh, that bad accident uh, on I 65 with that snowstorm uh, last weekend. And uh, there was uh, people on uh, Facebook just bad-mouthing the truck drivers saying that they should stay off the road in bad weather. Right. I saw that. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. So, Wayne, do you think that uh, the trucking industry needs to do a better job in educating the general public about what's, uh, what's really happening, the safety aspects, reduced accident rates, things like that? Yeah, but also the federal government needs to train when these people are getting their driver's license, they have no clue yeah. what there's, you know, they just give them a driver's license and tell them to be on their merry way. There's yeah. Okay, I appreciate it, Wayne. Thank you, man, for the call. And he's bringing up some good points, Jack, about as far as educating the public out there. 
We've got to get folks into the mindset at an early age about the proper way to work around trucks out there. Because going back to what you were saying about people, you know, they see the sensational headlines. They read the press. They read the fi- the print in the newspaper. And, and they see, you know, big truck wreck hack, uh, accident happen on the highway. Four people dead. Come to find out it's a, it's a, it's a pickup truck that's involved in that kind of an accident scenario out there. Talk about that. Expand on that. A little bit more about educating the public at an early age to uh, get them more informed about how to operate around big trucks. Well, I'll tell you what, Mark. Wayne made some excellent points right there. I I travel a lot to Europe uh, for my job. As you guys know, a lot of the trucking components today manufactured come out of Europe. And I find it very interesting. Uh, In Germany, I talk to German motorists, and they have a very intensive graduated approach to driving. They they give their kids driver's license in stages. You have to pass so many tests, and then you're cleared to drive around the local village. And then you're kind of cleared to drive on the county roads. And then what we would call state highways and then after so many years so many hours behind the wheel you take an even bigger test and you're cleared to drive on their version of the interstates which are the autobahns Mm -hmm. so i think we could use more education on the four-wheeler side uh i I don't think the average motorist they know what a cdl is they have no idea what it takes to get a cdl they have no idea of the physics of how trucks operate you know like i I mentioned in my article when they merge onto uh, an interstate at 60 miles an hour and there's a 53-foot trailer rumbling alongside him. They think, is that guy really in control of this thing? Can yeah. he see me? Can he stop that thing? Is he just going to swerve into me? And I point out in the story, this is not like interactions with big banks or chemical companies. This is an interaction that happens to millions of voters millions of times a day. And they're scared of these trucks because they don't understand them. They don't understand the level of professionalism behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I think we could educate our, 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 our citizens to be better drivers, period. And I think an aspect of that education should be, here are some facts about trucks. Here's why it's a bad idea to pull out in front of a truck that's going 60 or 70 miles an hour, and then you're going to go 40 miles an hour. Here's the physics of that. Why haven't politicians embraced that messaging, though? Because, I mean, if you ask a politician to step up and talk about that, man, you're going to hear the cricket chirps. I mean, it's just, I just don't see the political process, the politician involved on the state level or on the national level, stepping up and voicing the the pros, the, the things that are happening, the good things that are happening out there in the trucking industry. Is it afraid that, are they afraid that they simply just may tick off their constituents if they speak up and defend the industry? What What's your thoughts on that? My, my gut reaction to your point, and it's an excellent one, is that they probably don't want to stand up and say, hey, let's make uh, getting a driver's license harder. Now, the okay. insurance companies would probably love that, and I know a lot of parents who would love that. But you know how politicians are. They they, they will generally go to great lengths to, to avoid annoying anybody out yeah, there. Yeah, wishy-washy, right. Yeah, but, you know, I live in the Deep South. I live in Alabama. We had hunter education programs come in. Okay. Uh, They're pretty commonplace now where kids are required to get some extensive safety firearm training. There was a little pushback on that. So I I think there's a precedent there. There's a model there that that could be followed. But I don't think there's a trucker listening to us talk today, Mark, who would say that – who would feel that the four-wheeling motorists are getting adequate education on how to drive and, you know, operate a vehicle properly on our crowded roads today. All right, Jack, I'm going to break. Drivers, what do you think? 8888 Road Dog. I've got Milkman. You are first up out of the break, so don't go anyplace. Right here is Sirius XM 128.